Welcome to the LinkedIn Life Podcast, a space where you'll get a behind-the-scenes look into what makes life, work, and culture at LinkedIn so special. I'm your host, Kate Rogan, and I can't wait for you to meet some of my amazing colleagues here at LinkedIn, where we're transforming the way the world works on a daily basis. Let's get to it. Today, we're introducing you to Jessica Oliveira, a senior creator manager at LinkedIn who works with thought leaders in the finance space to help them build out their communities and expand their reach on the platform. Originally from the San Francisco Bay Area, Jessica now lives and works in Los Angeles, California. When she isn't working, you can find Jessica at a workout class, trying the newest donut shop, or planning her next international travel adventure. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the LinkedIn Life podcast. I am so excited to welcome Jessica Oliveira to the show today. How are you doing, Jessica? Hi, Kay. I am very excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So so to kick things off, I would love to hear a little bit about your journey to LinkedIn. How did you get here? So I've been at LinkedIn for about a year and six months now, I believe. And um, my journey, I would say, was pretty linear as to how I got here. Um, about eight years ago, I graduated from grad school with an MS in journalism, thinking I wanted to go directly into journalism, um, but realized I wanted to stay in the social media world. So I worked at a social ad agency in Los Angeles for about six years. And while I was there, I started we started receiving a lot of interest from our clients about influencer marketing. It was the hot new word. Everyone was talking about it back in 2015. And we started offering that as uh, an offering at our company, at the company. And we started out working with influencers, celebrities, mostly um, working with brands, creating posts on social media, promoting those products. And as I was in that role for a few years, we started to see the interest and the growth of like mid-tier creators. So people that had mm. 100,000 followers on Instagram or 400,000, you know, not the house well-known name of a celebrity. And within that, then we started to see content creators, which were more like micro creators that were really good at creating content but perhaps didn't have a huge social presence. Um, but they created amazing content and brands really started to lean into that because it was much more affordable than hiring the celebrity with millions of followers. And they just created really authentic content because usually they were actually real believers of the brand, really using the product, etc. cetera. Um, so that's how I got into like the whole content creation journey. Um, did that for about six years at an agency, working with tons of different brands um, from all different types of segments and industries. And I decided that I wanted to take a leap. And I decided that I wanted to live and breathe one brand. I I had mm -hmm. tried work. I worked with so many different types of brands, from automotive to wine brands to fashion to beauty to insurance companies and I wanted mm -hmm. to live and breathe just one brand that I could fully understand and just work finding creators for that brand so I left and went to a startup that had not even launched yet wow was that scary it was so scary and it was really cool to just be there from the very beginning, actually have a voice in what was happening. Building something from the ground up, you really get to have a say, you have a seat at the table. So that was a very, very cool experience. 
And then after the startup, how did like how did you make your way um, from tiny startup to company of the size of LinkedIn? So mm-hmm. I was interested in working with creators still. That was something that I loved doing. Um, I loved being able to like help creators build their community, help them take their content to the next level. But ideally with a little more backing as far as like this, uh, having a platform that the creators already knew were was successful um, and that they already knew about. So when LinkedIn started um, building out this team, the community management team here at LinkedIn, I thought it was the perfect opportunity because yeah. first of all, everyone knows LinkedIn, like no, there's no like explanation there, but also I really enjoyed, like I mentioned at the startup, I love being able to build and being part of um, the process of creating a team and the formats and the processes. So Mm -hmm. with LinkedIn, this was a brand new team. And when I joined, I was so I really was part of like that inaugural team that was building. We were making playbooks. We were testing things out, seeing what sticks. And that's what Mm -hmm. was so exciting to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I'm wondering for our audience, like, can you just give us like an overview, like, what's a creator? Who's a creator? <laughs> like, how does that work? Yeah, so the community management team, we sit with the editorial team or the LinkedIn news team. So if you're ever on the homepage of LinkedIn, the upper right hand corner, you'll see a bunch of different stories that are currently happening in the world that day. Our editors and reporters are building out those stories each and every single day, each and every moment when something's happening in the world. Then you have like your actual feed on LinkedIn and you'll have connections. You'll have people that you know, people that you've worked with or went to school with. And you'll start to see that like LinkedIn has become a place where people are now posting. I think this really drastically increased over the last couple of years. And people are sharing their industry insights. They're sharing, they're adding value around what's happening in the news or in their industries, sharing about, you know, being an entrepreneur and the skills that you need um, and really just providing value to people that might be interested in those topics. And so the community management team and creator managers like myself, what we're here to do is to work one-on-one or one-to-many with these creators in various segments to help them grow their communities, to help them hone in on their content creation, educate them on all the different tools that exist on LinkedIn. And so creators to me on LinkedIn, it's just anyone that's adding their own take on things and providing value. I think that especially with the cohort that I work with, when I say the word creators, they're like, I'm a chief executive officer, or I'm a financial planner, or I'm the chief financial investment officer. I'm not a content creator. Um, But it's really a thought leader, someone who is sharing um, knowledge for from their industry and helping inform or educate their community on the platform. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So, like in some sense, it, it feels like any and everybody is a creator, like has the opportunity to to use their voice to share their knowledge and their expertise with the community on LinkedIn. Absolutely, anyone can be a creator as long as you're, you know, sharing your own unique perspective on things. And you can be a creator in any type of industry. You know, I mentioned I work with finance creators, but we have beauty and fashion creators on the platform. We have Gen Z creators. We have people in sports and athletics that are sharing. It's every industry, as long as you're just 
sharing value around what you know, because there's people on the platform that don't know and you'd be able to inspire them and educate them on it. Oh, that's great. I love that. I feel like for a lot of for a lot of years, like the barrier of entry into thought leadership work, right, seemed very high, right? And over the past several years, especially like that, that barrier of entry has been sort of lowered, reduced because of these amazing technological tools that we all have access to. And then you combine that with sort of the power of the LinkedIn network, right? Like sort of our our primary product, right? Which is connecting to to people in our industry and beyond. And it's like a really powerful way to democratize thought leadership in a way. Absolutely. And, you know, I work with CEOs of companies to people who might be many, many, many levels down beneath the CEO, but anyone can be creating on the platform. Anyone can be creating that community and sharing thought leadership And you'd be surprised that sometimes the people that maybe don't have that C-suite title, they have an audience of C-suite executives that are watching or reading their content because they're still learning from it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's great. That's great. Um, Maybe before we move into like some of the other questions, I'm wondering if, because I could see our audience getting a lot of value out of this, like in your experience, what holds people back from sharing on the platform? Yeah. So I think with LinkedIn, because, you know, this is the professional network, this is where your resume lives. This is where your next uh, employer is probably finding you. A lot of people are scared to post on LinkedIn. It's different than other platforms. I wouldn't say it's the place that you want to share what you ate for breakfast today in a photo. Um, So you, you do need to be a little mindful about what you're sharing. But I think a lot of people are really hesitant and then they just don't do it because they're so scared that every little thing has to be perfect. But you just have to diminish that thought from your mind and just go for it. Like, Mm. you know your industry or you know what you're interested in. Just share about it and you'll actually be pleasantly surprised. I think it just takes those like first couple times to create a post on LinkedIn to see the response. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing. I feel like I've gotten an education in what a creator is, what the creator manager team does, all the amazing work that's going on on the platform and the great content that's out there. So appreciate all of that. Okay. So we're going to switch gears here a little bit. And I'm wondering if you could tell our audience, what's your favorite way that LinkedIn helps to take care of your wellness? Yeah. So I think that kind of ties into the culture. I've worked at companies where, you know, eight to five, you're on the clock. Don't be doing anything else besides your work. And about a year ago, I remember in one of our team meetings, we were talking about employee wellness and, you know, giving the time that you need to be your best self while you're working. And just one of the things that came up was, you know, taking, I I like to go to workout classes in the early or late mornings. So 11 o'clock is like my favorite time to work out because I've already worked for a few hours. Then I get to take this break, kind of get my mind off of things. And then I come back and I feel so much more um, energized and like, it's almost like another work day. So I remember asking my manager about a year ago, is it okay if I go take a workout class in the middle of the day? And it was no questions asked. Absolutely. Like that's, we, we want you to be doing that. And when you do that, can you actually 
tell the rest of the team so that they feel encouraged to do things like that too. And I've never, I mean, I've had, I've worked at companies where even just to go take a doctor's appointment, it was like, you need to use one of your um, paid time off days to do that. And so just being able to like have that flexibility to, you know, take care of yourself in the middle of the workday. I think that really helps my overall wellness, which just ultimately makes me also a better worker when I am working because, you know, you get like that afternoon slump sometimes. And I think that having that break refreshes my mind. I come back with new ideas. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Absolutely. You know, we've talked about a lot, but I'm wondering, like, even in your short time here, your relatively short tenure, like how has LinkedIn supported your professional journey? One of the things is having regular conversations with my manager about my goals and my career path. Obviously, we have a mid-year review cycle and an annual review cycle, but I'm constantly, I shouldn't say constantly, it's not every (laughs) single day, but I'm regularly having conversations with my manager. And the fact that the doors are even open to have those conversations at any point, it's not just specific to those two times a year, is what I love. It helps Mm. me stay on track with my goals. It helps me understand what I need to be doing to get to that next level. Um, So just having that doors open policy has been really, really helpful for me. It's not like I just have to go into those meetings talking about these are the projects I'm working on, or this is what I need help on. I can have I can set up a one on one with my manager, specifically just to talk about my career path in a completely random month, not even near any type of review cycle. Mm-hmm. So that would be one of the things, my work to life balance, I think that helps with a professional journey, because I'm not getting burnt out. Um, and if that wasn't the case, I my professional journey might be going a little backwards if you get mm-hmm. to that burnt out um, stage. Yeah, yeah. What I'd love to hear from you next is what's like a peak memory or a favorite memory that you have at LinkedIn so far? That's a little difficult because I feel like I have so many. But mm-hmm. one of the things that was extremely exciting for me was about a year ago, I was selected to present to our CEO, Ryan Rolanski, um, in a meeting. And, you know, like I mentioned, coming from a company, companies that were smaller, where you knew everyone, I was regularly working with the CEOs. But at a company like LinkedIn, where there are thousands and thousands and thousands of employees, um, I honestly wasn't sure if I'd ever get to meet the CEO. And the fact that I got to have a conversation with him, present to him. It was so exciting. It was a little nerve wracking at first, but then when I was actually in the meeting, I was like, Ryan's awesome. He's so down to earth. He made me feel very comfortable. And it felt like I was just having a normal conversation with the rest of my peers. So that was definitely like a monumental experience for me at LinkedIn so far. So another peak for me is that whenever I go into a new office, when I have the opportunity to visit a new office, It is so exciting for me because I love checking out all the food. I'm like always testing out food. I'm a huge foodie. So Uh like the cafeteria is my first stop when I arrive at any LinkedIn office. Um, But then just being able to see all my colleagues in person, I know that might sound so cheesy, but it's honestly so nice. And it's like my best memories at LinkedIn are typically when I'm in person with my colleagues. Mm -hmm. So even like a few months ago, Some of my colleagues and I that live in Los Angeles, we all drove to Carpinteria. We did four hours of driving that day just to be in person, to check out the office, check out the food. And 
it's just such a great memory because we had so much fun together. We got to explore the LinkedIn Learning Studios, which was phenomenal, mm-hmm. um, and seeing just a whole new section or a whole new office. But being in person, even if we're not in an office together and we get together or plan like a lunch or a dinner outside of work, it's just being able to be with this awesome group of people. Um, And yeah, that's one of my favorite things. So before we get to our like set of rapid fire questions, if you could give one piece of advice to somebody who's interested in pursuing a career in your field, what would it be? Networking. Okay. And I know that's probably ironic coming from someone who works at LinkedIn because we are (laughs) the, the professional network, but it's networking, especially for someone who recently graduated. If you're interested in getting into, you know, the creator economy or the influencer world or marketing and social media, um, find people in your industry on LinkedIn or people that went to your college um, and reach out to them, like slide into their DMs on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. You'd be very, very surprised by how willingly people are here to help. And if you just express to them like, hey, I'm interested in getting into this, this, um, role or working at this company, I would love to set up a coffee chat with you and hear about your path to, to the creator world and how you got there and what Mm -hmm. types of things you think I can do to get into that space. So networking, especially for recent graduates, and then for people who might already be, you know, mid career that are interested in doing a shift over to the creator world, I would say, obviously, maintaining the relationships you already have. Um, But then even starting to build your own thought leadership on LinkedIn around that, around the creator industry. So that way you start showing up to the people that could possibly be hiring you um, or working at the companies that you want to be at. And you'll start being seen as someone who knows what they're talking about in that space. Um, Also, if any of the companies that you're interested in Um, are ever hosting workshops or LinkedIn lives, attending those and being an engaged audience member asking questions because people remember names. And if your name Mm -hmm. keeps appearing, it might help you down the road. Yeah, those are all great, great pieces of advice. Appreciate that. Okay, before we uh, move into the rapid fire questions, is there anything that you wanted to say that you haven't gotten a chance to talk about? I would say that, you know, in the career career world, it's all about taking risks. And sometimes the risks can be scary. Um, but at the end of the day, you just have to do it. And that's the same thing even with posting on LinkedIn. It, it's a little scary. But it's the only way to figure out if you like something, to try something. And so just be a risk taker. Obviously, weigh out the pros and cons if it, when it makes mm-hmm. sense. But don't be afraid because um, nothing has to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. No one is. Your content doesn't have to be perfect. Your resume doesn't have to be perfect, as in you might not have the most perfect experience compared to someone who you think might have a perfect resume to get into a job. But just take the chance and you'll you'll be surprised. And if you if even if the chance or the risk doesn't get you exactly where you want to go, you will 100% have some learnings from that risk taking that will help you the next time you take the risk. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because it's like, just try in the trying there is, there are so many lessons, even if you don't get the exact outcome that you were hoping for, but just try, 
Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. There's always learnings from it, no matter what. That's great. Okay. Are you ready for some uh, fun rapid fire questions? Yes. Okay. What's a song you're listening to on repeat right now? Antihero by Taylor Swift, like all day, every day. All right. All right. Fair enough. It is catchy. What's something that's not on your LinkedIn profile? I have dual citizenship in Portugal. Ooh, do you go back often? Yeah, my mom actually lives there. So I try to go at least once a year to see her. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What's your favorite part about Portugal? Ooh, the beaches. They are so nice. And the water is so much easier to swim in compared to the California Ocean. The Pacific is a beast. Yeah, it's a beast. Yes, yes. <laughs> If you could be a first degree connection with anyone on LinkedIn, who would it be and why? Okay, it would be Ramit Sethi. He is the author of the book, I Will Teach You to Be Rich, which is a personal finance book that I kid you not changed my life during the pandemic and pretty much how I even ended up in the role that I'm in working with finance creators. Um, and I've been trying to get him to be a creator on LinkedIn for some time, but I'm not there yet. But the moment we're connected, you know, I'm going to be sliding into his DMs to get him to post on LinkedIn. I love that. We'll, we'll make it a goal, a collective goal for 2023. How about that? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. What's the worst piece of career or life advice you've ever received? Your coworkers are not your friends. It's not true. They are. I've been told that before. And they are. I have so many amazing relationships with people that I've met here at LinkedIn and from previous companies that I'm still friends with. And no matter what job company is on my LinkedIn LinkedIn page, I will still be friends with these people. Yeah, yeah. Love that. And then what's the best piece of career or life advice you've ever received? Never be the smartest person in the room. Ooh, I love that because... Of course, it's probably very flattering to be the smartest person in the room, but then you're not learning. And I think by surrounding yourself with others that are brilliant and amazing and smart, you will constantly be challenging yourself and learning from them. Oh, well, I don't know a better way to end than that. Jessica, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. And I can't wait to share this with the audience. Thank you so much, Kate. I had so much fun and I hope that the audience enjoyed it as much as I did. Absolutely. And just try, just post on LinkedIn. Just try. Exactly. Just post, just post. <laughs> I'll look at your post. <laughs> See you later. Bye-bye. Thank you. The LinkedIn Life Podcast is a production of LinkedIn Careers. To learn more about life, work, and culture at the world's largest professional network, visit careers.linkedin.com.